Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of This Might Not Work. I am Rob Corso, and today with my partner, Jonathan Pinsky, we give you guys a brief update on what's been going on with Coral. As I mentioned in the first episode, we are in the red zone. We are close to the goal line. We are ready to launch our software. We have the website built. We have months worth of blog posts ready to go. We have this podcast. We have some very interested investors. We have an incredible team. We just don't have the software yet, and it's excruciating to keep waiting for it. I've been pretty vocal to my community about starting this company and building this app, and I hear constantly from friends and family for many, many months now asking when the app will be ready. And I've been saying really soon for far too long. It's getting a little embarrassing, uh, but mostly it's just frustrating and I'm starting to lose my patience. So instead of rambling on, here's the chat between Jono and myself about how to deal with the frustrations. I don't know how long you've been frustrated, but I've been frustrated, I guess, for the last six months trying to get a workable, non-buggy, not crashing version of the software. Yeah. And I think this is about dependency. So we're dependent upon our software developer. Right. So I'll just say we, we, have, we hired a company to build this app for us. And we went through months of explaining exactly what we wanted to, sketching it out, giving these guys all the parameters of what we were hoping this first version of the software does. You know, John and I are partners and we just don't have a technical co-founder yet. Um, somebody who's taking the product lead, who is a founder of the company who would have equity. Instead, we have, we're paying this company. Yeah. And I think that there's so much more involved with growing a business uh, growing a platform, if you will, because Coral is really about uh, connection, the power of connection, what it means to network in uh, the 21st century. And in evangelizing that, there's so much more that we can do. So for the things that are in our control, uh, like the marketing, like the look of the software, like the brand that we're developing, like the messaging that we think is going to be so important um, to our users and to our community. We've really taken a fast track, I think, in the last 90 days to ramp that up, build out what these podcasts are going to be like, the blog, what that's going to be like, the um, refining our presentations, uh, refining our message, refining our website, because just because we've got this frustration with the software and because the software is the cornerstone of the whole idea and the software is going to really be the catalyst to get people better connected in the world, um, we can't control it. So how do you make the best of what you've got? And that's been our focus. It doesn't take away the frustration because we really want the development to go uh, at the same pace as everything else we've been putting together. Well, one thing I'm curious to hear from you, and I think this is, you know, part of what's interesting about us doing this is 
dealing with these frustrations, right? Dealing with the obstacles, with the roadblocks. And anytime I see a successful company, I'm just so enamored and impressed that they got to the point that they're at because there's so much that has to go right all throughout the process. And especially at the beginning in order to get to the point where you not just have a product, but then are making money and and having people use it, but our frustrations and, and just, you've, you've built so many businesses now, like, how do you, how do you deal with the frustrations of like, okay, now we're just waiting. And you know, one of the things that we've been dealing with is we'll get a version of the software from the developers that they say this should be the last one. And then within two minutes, we'll be able to break it and it crashes or we'll find the bugs. And then it's another two, three weeks, sometimes four weeks until we see another version. And that happens. And then it happens again. We get another version, we break it, and then it's the cycle keeps repeating. And, uh, you know, I know one of the things we're talking about doing is finding other developers who are going to own the project in a way where this sort of cycle doesn't happen. I guess a lot of it has to do with getting this first version done where it's not going to break. And then in the background, we could be building and enhancing it. But how do you deal with the frustrations and, and or frustrations in other businesses when you deal with the myriad of roadblocks that inevitably come up? So I, I think it's all relative. And what I mean by that is you can have a business that's very well funded and funding doesn't just mean money, right? It's It's well funded with people it's well funded with ideas it's well funded with time it's well funded with cash and it's all relative because if you have a business that's very well funded in all those ways i just said and you're running into a roadblock um then you have to look at your team you have to look at where it's efficient where it's not the psychology of the whole thing you have to look at where and how you're managing and using those resources because if it's well-funded, you should be able to set a roadmap, uh, set the right leadership or pockets of leadership and get shit done. When you are not well-funded, um, and if you think about all those things that I just said, we don't both have unlimited time for this project. It is something that we want to be primary, but because of life and because of how we structured this thing, right, it's been secondary or it's been tertiary at times. It's not funded to the point where um, we have gone and found all of the best resources when it comes to the development. It hasn't been funded properly with what might be needed for the cash that these guys particularly need to make us, you know, top of their list uh, of what they're doing. Um, I'm sure they're frustrated too because of that. There's a great spirit there, right? Because everybody wants it to get going. But how do I deal with it? I think you just have to deal with the reality of the situation. And the reality of the situation is all those things that I said. We don't have every switch in the on position all the time. We don't have the throttle pushed all the way to the floor all the time. And that's because of where we've limited ourselves. Uh, Nobody thought it was going to go this way. I think that when you contract out software, you have a a certain spec. And if you start to go beyond that spec, um, it's a problem. I do think that when you have a spec and you're not getting the right deliverable, that's the part that whether you have a $100 million company or a brand new startup, it's uh, it's frustrating as hell. I I think the way to deal with it, though, is to get really reality-based work to patch the holes that you have, which is what we're trying to do with the current developer. And we're trying to eliminate those holes completely by looking at what phase two of the business and of the development could look like. 
And then at the same time, you have to make um, lemonade out of, out of, you know, what you can and the ingredients that you have. And I think that's where we have really accelerated our, uh, you know, ma- manifesting the mission, so to speak. And that's with podcast, blog, it's with the website, it's with the presentation, it's with relationships with new uh, advisors, um, potential investors, and people who can help us get this off the ground. Uh, but we got to fill this one big hole. You know, I'd be lying to say it wasn't excruciating at times. It's really frustrating. There's just there's just so many unknowns. There's And it's in the kind of thing where it's like when you're trucking along, yeah, of course, we're building the assets. We're building the website. We're, we're making the podcast. We're, we're trying to establish ourselves as authorities in this space. Um, we live and breathe these values. You know, we, we, we know the power of our own networks. We know what happens when, when connection, um, is a priority. I just, we just have, and we're trying to build a business around it. Right. So, but we just don't know if it's going to work. Right. We just don't know. And I think a lot of people who are building similar kinds of things or building anything really run into the same roadblocks or, or the same challenges where it's like, okay, how do you keep going? We're, we're so frustrated with this, with our, with the development, how, how slow it's, how long it's taking and how slow it seems to be developing. Yeah. How do you, I think it's a, I think it's a belief in what you're trying to build, right. Or it's a focus, um, out to the long term. Uh, based on what your goals are and what you're trying to uphold. So this, that very frustration and that, you know, I don't know if it's going to work. It's a a life analogy, right? It's the same thing with taking a new job. It's the same thing with having a kid. It's the same thing with buying a new house or moving or uh, getting married or starting a business. Um, It if you believe in the end goal, if there's a place that you want to get to in your life, which manifests itself through uh, all those things I just mentioned, and including a business, if you're an entrepreneurial person, then you set your sights, you believe in the dream, you figure out the ways that you're going to execute, and you stumble along the way. And some businesses uh, might take you know, a few months to really gain some traction uh, on all six or eight cylinders. And some might take a few years because of the conditions that present themselves. You know, you have to be steadfast. You have to believe in it. And I think one of the things about Coral is that the world is ready more than it's ever been for better connection. The world is more ready than it's ever been for better and newer networking. Um, The workforce is different. Um, The mindset of individuals to going and getting in that cushy job and sitting at that desk and sort of moving up the ladder to management and all these other things till you have your pension or your retirement. And, you know, then you could leave. That's just not the way the world is. And the movement that people have throughout their lives from a career point of view uh, means that their connections uh, from month to month and year to year, decade to decade even, are going to be the things that are going to help them prosper 
more than just that ladder, right, that they would climb. So it's a, it's a longer, more philosophical answer to how you manage to keep going. But I think those roadblocks are going to constantly present themselves in life. And then it's a matter of whether you want to keep going or you want to bail, you know, or you just might want to change direction. And what I'm finding in this experience is that the need for the tool continually pops up in my life. The need for the tool and why it makes sense continually pops up in the lives of the people that I share the choral idea with. And that validates again and again and again the need for the software, the need for a tool for better connections. So it's a long, long yeah. answer, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a clear path for me. Yeah, I think so. I think what we should do is just let everyone know sort of where we're at and so as we bring them along with us on this on this road. Our website is is more or less built. There's some couple of tweaks we need to make. I have, you know, we have 20 to 30 blog posts ready to go. We're working on this podcast. Um, and we just brought on an advisor, a guy named John Maloney. John... Um, John is a serial entrepreneur and a very successful guy, um, built a few different companies uh, over the last 30 years, was the CEO of um, Tumblr for five or six years before they were acquired by Yahoo for a billion dollars. And now he runs um, his own startup angel investor fund where they um, invest in seed rounds for different businesses. And so far he's really excited by the idea and ex super excited to be part of the team. And he's going to be introducing the idea to other angel investors and venture capitalists and, you know, heavies who throw a lot of money into um, the startup world. And hopefully one of those or more than one of those will lead to either a bite or some perspective or some feedback and, um, and best case scenario, uh, some money. And one of the things that we've talked about a lot is not just getting money anywhere we can get money. You know, we're talking about the right money. Do you want to talk about what that means? Well, I think the right money is um, really based on the situation. It's based on the experience. It's based on what the founders are looking for and what the founders can um handle. And when I say handle, I think anybody can handle anything if they learn how to handle it, if they have experience with it, or if they have people on their team experience. But there's a big difference with a company that's going to come up with um, a few hundred thousand dollars of friends and family money um, versus uh, an investment from professional investors, private equity, VCs, um, where they're not only going to be providing potentially way more money than a friends and family round, but that money is going to come with a whole lot more governance on it. And where you want to put your effort, because there will have to be some effort into managing that relationship in a much different way with a friends and family round versus uh, professional investors. But I think that from the professional side, that VC side, you also get um, a whole bunch more potential when it comes to uh, strategic relationships, when it comes to 
how to manage your growth when it comes to the opportunity for faster paced growth because you could put more money to work for you in a better way and more potential to attract a different kind of team, um, both inside and outside the company, because you can really make a bigger statement quickly. And I've got experience in both, depending on the businesses I've been in. I've liked one much more than I've liked the other. And then at times I've liked the other more than I've liked the other. So we, we are creating opportunities for ourselves um, kind of both ways with this, which I like. It was very friends and family, very intimate, very organic growth driven to get to where we are. And had we not built this to this point, even without a 100% working beta, um, we do have enough traction that we're able to find a guy like John Maloney and have him evangelize, spread the word, and see if he can get his network of, you know, the bigger guns, so to speak, to come out and help us. So in our case, yeah, we will do some soul searching as to what kind of money we want to take. Maybe that's another podcast episode because um, there's a whole lot to talk about there. But this is a really cool combination in my experience. And we just need to figure out what's best suited for us. Yeah, I think that for me, the right money means, um, you know, I know that John, when John invests into companies, his philosophy is to help however he can, but try to stay out of the way um, of the founders and try to let them build what he believes that they could potentially build. So when I think about the right money, A, that first comes to mind is people who are going to give us money and not be all over us all the time um, and sort of give us the freedom to and the, to grow at whatever rate we are going to grow. And secondly, when I say the right money is, and I, I feel like it has to be from people, of course, who we want, who can help open doors from a strategy point of view, but also who share the same philosophy that Coral is, Coral is built on. Um, and that's why you and I are partners and why our original investor, Ian, is a partner because we all share these values, right? We want to connect people. We want to help people. We want to open doors. Um, for everyone we possibly can. So when I think about like a syndicate of people who could potentially invest, my hope is, and I really feel like it's probably vital for us that we get the right kind of, not just the right kind of money, but the right kind of people around this thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think that there's a very practical side of what Coral is going to do for communities, for individuals, for the whole world. Uh, That sounds real big, but I think it's really true. And I think that the practical piece of that, the practical piece of saying to somebody, what if your connections were more meaningful? Or what if you could stay connected longer? I think everybody's going to get that, right? I don't think there's anybody, I mean, maybe a complete, you know, egomaniacal narcissist doesn't really need anybody and um, they can handle everything by themselves. But the majority of people out there, 99.9% are going to see the practical value. I think what you're talking about is a deeper philosophical understanding of why this is so important for the world right now and why this has been so important to them personally, whether they see it right in front of them or you have to help them explore that and realize it a little bit. And I think that everybody might not see it that deeply. I think that it's a goal for us to find investors that do share that 
but I've had great investment partners that um, maybe they don't get it a hundred thousand percent, but they do realize that there's great investment potential. Our, yeah, our our goal is to move move towards the people that get it. I, I agree. Yeah, I wonder how it'll go. I wonder. I mean, if we are lucky enough to get investment from people, um, I wonder what it'll look like. But you know, John is John is such an amazing asset for us. Because every every time I'm around that guy, no matter who he's around, his motto is "I'm happy to help." You know, however I can. And I feel like the more people we surround ourselves who share that vision, the more incredible this company message, philosophy, everything that we're building will, will yeah, be. Yeah, I think we're going to attract that um, by default because that's what we're preaching. I think that's what our that's what our energy is about. That's what our marketing and our words are all about. It's the reason why we have uh, Ian and Ryan and, you know, even Josh to an extent. Um, you will learn who all those people are maybe in future episodes, but it's like, it's like they, they get it. And if my wife is, um, you know, at, at a, a photography job in the city and she's meeting new people and sends me a text and says, hey, I need that coral tool now. Uh, it's because it's just a natural. People just get it, and I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, and so what's next for us? Now I guess we're going to wait to hear from some of these um, VCs and angel guys about um, what they think about the idea, what they think about hopefully the software once we can start sharing it. And in the meantime, I guess we're going to try to launch the website sooner than later. Do you think we need to wait until the software is done in order to launch that stuff? I don't. I think that um, you could type uh, www.coralnetworking into your browser right now, and I think you could check it out. I think that this is a work in progress, like any company is. I think that I prefer progress over perfection. And I think that even where I know this moment right now, I want to change some of the messaging on the website, I know right now we've got a bunch of blog posts that are, uh, you know, hidden on a cloud drive, which need to get posted up on that site. It doesn't really matter. What matters is starting to spread the word, starting to have people interested, starting to have people curious. If we didn't want them curious and on a journey with us, we wouldn't even be uh, podcasting the, the way we yeah. are. Yeah. I think you just said something super important, the the progress over perfection thing. I know that's something you have um, said a lot to me about. And I just know you got to start putting stuff up. It will be different eventually. It'll change, but you have to start somewhere. And um, this notion of just finishing something, saying here it is, and then as it changes. I mean, even looking at the branding of a ton of huge successful companies that I admire where they are now is completely different from where they started. A lot of them do complete branding overhauls, um, messaging overhauls, all that stuff. But we got to start someplace. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's like get it out there. And I think that we grow better. Um, I have this with a few of my other ventures whereby starting to put stuff out there, even pre-launch, we have learned amazing things from the small user community uh, that has evolved around those things. And we're making different strides in our direction, um, all of them positive because of that feedback. So look, the, 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 the movement, the app, everything about Coral is about connecting. And it's about generous networking, and it's about giving back, and it's about sharing. 
And the nature of what we are doing lends itself directly to putting it out there. Because who, who are we to think that we're all that if we don't start sharing this with the community right away? So we yeah, have to. I agree. I and just the more businesses I'm a part of and the more projects I'm a part of, the more I realize every single thing you see that has to do with a business is a decision. It's all about making choices and decisions. And one thing we're talking about right now is, you know, definitely the flag we want to wave is this generous networking flag, right? That's, I really believe networking, there's so much value in it in so many directions, but if you come at networking from the standpoint of how can I help, how can I help, how can I connect people, what doors can I open, what opportunities can I create for others, that, that just puts you, it just changes the your entire life. But we're deciding if that's the thing that people should see when they first come to the website. Are they gonna to come to the website and see generous networking or should they come to the website and see something a little more aimed at, this will help you professionally in your career, et cetera? Well, we could chat about that um, and we could even get into a whole debate about that, but I also believe in the and and not the or, and one of the great things about digital media is maybe there's um, an option. Maybe there's something on the site that says, I want this to increase my, uh, you know, value in my business, in my personal life. Um, and I want you to show me by clicking here how to take that route and how the software can help me. And maybe there's another box here that's about generous networking. And it's because you believe in the power of connecting and giving back. And like a John Maloney, a how can I help? attitude. And if you really believe in that philosophy, click here and we'll show you how to do that. Um, I also think that we could get a version up there and we could do some A-B testing and see how people respond. The beauty of this is that people are different. The messages that attract different people are different. We cannot cast a net that's wide enough to get everybody happy um, and everybody understanding, but we can do a few little different things that then will connect with different people based on where they're at. And then the tool can help them in the ways that they that they see fit. And, and you know, yeah. I'm uh, curious and excited to see sort of <clears throat> where we land with that stuff and what our messaging looks like and what people see when they come to the site. And, um, and yeah, I mean, these are all decisions that have to be made and hopefully we're going to make the right ones. And if we don't, hopefully we can adjust. I'm sure we will. You always have options. That's it for this episode of This Might Not Work. Thanks for checking it out. If you like it, I'm going to ask you to do two things. One, share it with your network. There is nothing more powerful to spread an idea than a recommendation from a friend. And two, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That really helps us out. So that's it. We'll be back soon with another episode. Our theme music is by John Palmer, and you can learn more about Coral at coralnetworking.com. <laughs>